0: Hi, I'm Brian
1: and I'm Casey.
0: and this is the real life podcast. Where we discuss parenting, our lives, and all the challenges that come with that.
1: Okay, so you told me that you wanted to make this podcast about conscious discipline.
0: No, I didn't <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, you did. <laughs> so how do we how should we start?
0: start the the typical um... all right. Welcome to episode two of our podcast. Uh, this is real life may not stay the title, so um, but for now, this is real life podcast, episode two. Uh, today we're gonna be talking about conscious discipline. She's gonna be talking about conscious discipline.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Need to put me on the spot.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll interject occasionally.
1: <laughs> okay. So, conscious discipline, something that I had never heard of until I started working at Child Care Associates, which is a government-funded, was a government-funded preschool at the time. I think there's a new, they have a new company now, but either way, it's the Head Start program. And they basically have this style of discipline that they use like a sort of guideline and nobody followed it <laughs> but I was fresh meat coming in so I had to do the trainings which were really long like they would they would be almost, about a full eight-hour day and you would go two sessions for part one and then two sessions for part two so it was a lot of information to take in at once, but w- sitting in those presentations, you were just like, everything was making sense about development and how you interact with kids and how important it is. So uh, a lot of it stuck in my head and actually changed who I was, which you noticed a lot of those changes. the changed the way I communicate and things like that. Yeah. So anyways what basically we were supposed to apply what we were learning in a teaching environment so that's basically that that's what our job was to do and a lot of the teachers would just be like no you know that it's stupid doesn't make sense like we're just gonna do it the old way you know and I was just I was really adamant about like no I'm new, I'm going to do what my training has told me because it makes sense to me, and just kind of like um, practicing it anyway.
0: So in a nutshell, what is it?
1: It is assertive communication, um, problem-solving. It is essentially, I guess, like balance. I mean, that's the the application of it is. But understand, it's like the whole picture to understand it is... It's a model of the brain and the, the, the three parts, basically, the three, uh, that she breaks it into three sections, which is your brain stem and your limbic system and then your prefrontal cortex. And so a lot of the times when you're working with kids or around kids, a lot of the time they're going to be in their brain stem, which is their fight or flight survival, Going to do, they're going to be doing impulsive things, and uh, looking for basically it's a cry for help, like a need to feel safe, a need for a boundary to be set. And then the limbic system is more like in the middle of your brain, and it uh, it represents more like the emotion, your emotional state, and like your ver- your verbal your verbal attacks and things like that. Like if someone's yelling at you. Or something like they're they're wanting connection. It's like that form of aggression. It's like speaking out and lashing out. And then the prefrontal, pre, uh, prefrontal cortex is the state of the brain that basically the person who is guiding the child needs to stay in at all times in order to be a good model for that kid. And that's basically by staying in that state. And understanding what state of mind they're in, and kind of taking charge, will eventually teach them self control and problem solving, rather than staying in those la- lower states of consciousness. It's basically to make make you aware of things, to make you more self aware and more conscious. Is basically what the entire entire thing entails.
0: So it's like the practical application of that
1: mm-hmm. yeah and there's a website called com, and you can go on and there are posters that can help you understand it better and they're like uh just different descriptions of each thing that i was talking about like it breaks the brain down into sections and helps you better understand them
0: so how would you say we use it as parents with what we're doing we
1: use it kind of in the ways i was saying like we whenever he is in a lower state of mind we take control without doing things that are damaging or hurtful like we don't yell at him we don't hit him
0: right yeah
1: we don't you know it's not like an eye for an eye you know even if we are triggered by him we know we know how to stay calm like we are we have enough knowledge and are well practiced enough to be like, okay, you know, he needs something for me right now. He needs a need to be met and to be able to be the adult in the situation and take control of the situation in a way that's not damaging and that you know look for a problem like look for the solution in the problem. It's
0: like the re- redirection.
1: Redirection, in a sense, um, it's not good to it's not good to redirect someone without communicating clearly to them. Like say, okay, if your kid is coloring on the wall and you just say, oh, come color on this paper. Hey, look at this paper. This is cool to color on, but never address the fact that they were coloring on the wall, that's not good. That's not communicating with them honestly. You need to say, oh no, we can't color on the wall. But you can color on this paper, but you can't forget the first step. Like in a sense it is redirection, but you can't just like distract them from the problem. Identify the problem and then move towards the solution and if they're still having issues with it, and they're not ready yet to You know just draw on paper Then the most respectful thing to do in that situation is say okay. I know you're having a hard time uh, Not coloring on the wall, so we're just gonna put the colors up for right now And maybe you know we can get them out again later But I think that we need to take a break and find something else to do or go rest or you know because there's always the mind body connection is so important in understanding behavior because your state of mind affects your behavior. So.
0: What else, like, what else is like the literal use for like that we do as parents, though? Like, like the simple, like, I know, like, not spanking like, is a big part of that. The redirection, um, mm. the way we talk to him, yeah. The, does the way we talk to him more like a, a like a, an adult versus like baby talk have anything to do with that?
1: Yeah I think so yeah it's very uh, we explain everything yeah which is re- will really help him to understand things better for one like we don't we can speak in complete sentences so he knows he knows how to speak in complete sentences we don't keep him in the dark about stuff. I mean, if it's something he can't fully understand yet, we explain it in a way that will make sense to him and set him up for success rather than, you know, continuously, you know, put him in a situation where he's just...
0: Do you think that's conscious discipline or is it something else?
1: No, that's conscious discipline. Well, Janet Lansbury touches on that basic concept. She kind of... uh, Her focus is more like how to apply certain things, like an actual like, okay, if this happens, this is how you need to handle that situation. So I really like her stuff because it gives you a chance to practice it. Because even if you don't understand like the bigger picture of it, she can break it down even to certain like different scenarios and help you to understand like what role you need to play whenever something specific is happening and how you remaining calm and composed is like the most loving and respectful thing you can do for your kid.
0: So why do you think people resist that kind of parenting so much?
1: Um because well for one, because they don't understand it and it shakes their core beliefs. They don't want to believe that they were raised um in a in an abusive setting. I mean, yeah it It makes them look at their their childhood. It makes them look at their selves and who they are as parents. And they're not really thinking about it so much as they're just like, Well, this is what we've always done. This is what works. I turned out fine. You know, you hear all those things, yeah. but it's like
0: people get super angry when I like say that we don't spank. like they immediately take offense to like the way they've parented, yeah, like, immediately, yeah.
1: Which tells you something... It tells you that they kind of know that something's not right there. Because, like, why would you feel offended otherwise? Yeah. (laughs) You know, there's some trauma there that needs to be looked at that they're, you know, denying. Numbing.
0: One other thing I've noticed a lot, or maybe not a lot, but, like, public tantrums. Or, like, public, like, like, kids getting upset in public and parents, like... Needing to immediately hush him up or you know make yeah. him stop crying,
1: yeah, that's even, something
0: we've kind of just let him
1: yeah do well even I am kind of guilty of that fear for fear of like those looks that people give you or yeah. for fear of him like disturbing the environment and things like that like I will immediately have that fear and then um and I'll have to tell myself, no, it's okay like and If it does become too overwhelming, I know that he needs to be taken out of that situation in a respectful way. Like, okay, so he's, you know, he's really upset and he needs to be taken to the car to settle down. Not to be spanked, but just to be taken out and just, he just, he's overstimulated, he's overdone, he's tired, he's hungry.
0: Restaurants used to be. Any of those things. The biggest. Oh, yeah. For us.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was just him saying, you know, I don't want to be here, I don't want to do this, and, you know, us being courteous to what he needs, too, because we're a family unit. It's not about us as parents, it's about all three of us. Even if we have to make sacrifices, like, that is your job as a parent, is to make certain sacrifices, and to can be considerate of your child's feelings because they're not to be see- they're not just to be seen; they're to be heard. They're to be a part of the functioning family unit and the communication. And you know, if a lot of people would understand this philosophy and apply it, it it would make a better world overall because it all starts with the family or the caregivers.
0: What other... I'm trying to think of all the things that are, like, the big staples of what we do. Like, how we handle him that have an exact, like, go right back to conscious discipline. Like, spanking or redirection. What, what other big things are there? That we don't do? No, that we do that are, like, a direct... I know we've kind of, no. like, taken our own
1: um, spin on
0: it, but, like... Since the main Well, focus one of the
1: things too that we do that is um, that isn't either of those things is that we uh, we set boundaries more assertively. Like we're not afraid to That's say. That's what no. I was thinking
0: of. I kept saying redirection, but boundaries. That was the one.
1: Yeah, you know. It's, it's
0: almost like the direct replacement for like spanking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Before we get angry, we set the boundary. Like if something, we don't want him to touch something. We don't let him touch it five times and then get angry and, you know, expect him to know better. We say, you know, yeah okay, I'm going to have to put this up or, you know, I want to leave this here, but I don't want you to touch it and just like keep setting that boundary as often as, as it occurs. You know, it takes a lot of patience and it takes a lot of endurance, which a lot of people do not yeah. want to devote the time to because they don't.
0: Well, so much that they don't even think it's possible. Like, they don't.
1: Yeah.
0: It's just not an option. Like, you have to have physical discipline.
1: Yeah.
0: To get some of those points across. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, it just takes literally, like, all day long sometimes. or yeah. For weeks or months, mm-hmm. the same thing before they. But they eventually, eventually always. Yeah. Figures it out. And for the most part.
1: Yeah. He's, he's still <laughs> so young. Yeah. He's still so young. He is, uh,. He knows that we're going to be there for him when he needs us. So his behaviors aren't as extreme as some you would see that are afraid, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you can't see a child in a state of stress because they're calm. But inside their body is just, it's not good. It's adrenaline. It's its damaging to hit your kids. <laughs> Yeah, I don't... It doesn't teach them anything, ultimately.
0: Well, yeah, nothing real. I mean, they, like I said, there's obviously a a result, and that's why people, I think, keep mm-hmm. doing it. But I, for me, I kind of keep coming back to, like, what... We try to, like, treat him and raise him like, you know, he would act in adult society or whatever and mm-hmm. it's like the one exception like yeah oh yeah but you can hit them it's like yeah. you can't i mean it's why kids
1: to me it's like this an analogy i like analogies it's like okay so your your car's making a weird noise it's buzzing or something or something's wrong with it and you're just like oh that's annoying i don't want that problem so you hit your car a few times and then boom it stops buzzing and you're just like oh i fixed it but did you really fix it did you ever even figure out what the problem was and can you see the internal damage no sometimes that works (laughs) except except you're dealing with a very sensitive fragile human
0: no you definitely damage him damage children permanently on some level some worse than others, but by doing that, I just. Yeah. I mean, the adult society analogy is like just a an o- like an observation about you know, how ridiculous it is, but th- yeah. there's definitely more to it than oh, well, you can't hit people in- at work when you're angry with them, or they do something you don't like. Like, yeah, that's funny to like compare it to that, but but yeah, like what? Maybe especially just... p- parents that use it somewhat frequently, and even in a con- you know in a manner that wouldn't be considered abuse. Just, they mm-hmm. spank for, you know, every little thing.
1: Yeah. I, just, I don't know. Another thing that we really, really focus on that I just thought of is talking about emotions. Yeah. So that he doesn't have to be afraid of them. Identifying, helping him to identify them when he's feeling them, helping them, help him to identify what, what other people are feeling, and to just put a name to it like oh he's angry or he's upset or you know uh he's frustrated because of this yeah i don't know how
0: many times he's we've talked about something and he's immediately once we talk about it he he, like the tension goes away like he's calm Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah if we can just if i can feel that he's getting anxious and i'm just like oh you you seem kind of anxious is something bothering you he knows that like He knows how to open up about it. And he knows how to say, okay, I'm anxious and I just need Mm -hmm. to talk about it. I'm teaching him to talk about his anxiety. And so it's making it, it's making it dissipate. Because you just, sometimes you just need to be acknowledged. Yeah. And heard. Even little kids. Even little, especially little (laughs) kids that are just now like navigating through this world and figuring all of this out and as parents if we don't know how to do that how can we teach our kids that's why i am so grateful to have these ladies that are just like spreading this message despite all of the backlash and um just uh which ladies jen lansbury the marie montessori i think is Mm -hmm. like one of her biggest influences too
0: She does the Montessori schools. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Is that like a nationwide thing?
1: I think so, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But, and also, like, there are the basic guidelines, but there's not really any one-step model. Like, how you want to help your kids to handle their emotions. Like, it's all going to look different. It's just the basic model is the same. It's all about communication and being open and being uh, just not harsh about things. Just being being, uh, straightforward and, you know, empathizing. One of the things I really love about conscious discipline that we had at my work is... The safe place.
0: Yeah, I was thinking thinking about that just a second ago. Mm -hmm. We don't really do that per se. We're kind of
1: like the safe place for him right now, but as he gets older, he will kind of like shift to his own sort of Mm self-soothing. And so the safe place is basically like a little area you set up where he can go and basically confront his emotions and his feelings. And it can have a beanbag with books with like... Kids with different emotions in them. It can be any kind of book. It doesn't have to just be or a that.
0: drum and a tambourine.
1: Yeah, a drum and a tambourine. Like, letting them know if you're angry, it's not okay to hit people, but you can hit things. You can hit drums. You can, you can take your frustration out into a, a creative outlet. Music, which is yeah. a lot of what we do, writing and music. And teach them that at a young age. And the more that you just basically catch it every time, just every time you catch it, you're wiring their brain. To say, okay, when I feel this, hit the drum. When I feel this, hit the drum, hit the drum, hit the drum. And it's going to take a while. It's going to take persistence, and it's going to take patience. And you might not get it every time, but the goal is to get it, like, 80% of the time or just, you know, the majority of the time. You're not going to be perfect 100% of the time. That's one of the things that, like, the hardest thing for me is that sometimes I do get impatient, and I'm not following that model. And I feel guilty, but... It's also being able to mess up and then communicate with your child, you know, I shouldn't have done that. I was upset, and I acted out, and it was not okay, and I'm sorry. That's another thing
0: I've noticed people cannot stand is the idea of apologizing to your kid about stuff like that.
1: Why would you not? I don't know how they feel. I
0: guess they they think it's uh, you show weakness or that you can bend or I don't know what. Yeah. it, I mean, you know, not to apologize for things that don't need to be apologized for.
1: Yeah. But, but if you make a mistake you know, and you know it was a mistake.
0: I think most, a lot of people don't admit they make mistakes. Like, no. that's a hard one.
1: Even, yeah, especially if you try to confront them about something. And some people will never admit they, they made the mistake. And then some people eventually will be like, okay, yeah, I did make a mistake and apologize or whatever. But, um... I think it's important to model that to your kids so that they know it's okay to make mistakes and not be perfect and how to repair damage in a relationship because that that is a relationship. You're going to hurt you're you're going to hurt the people that you're around, but if you can't apologize for it and learn from your behaviors to try to like keep them from happening repeatedly, then your relationships are going to fail. Yeah. Which we've had to learn that you know, we've learned all of this together and are passing it on to him.
0: Yeah, I mean he's two and a half, and so far like all the things we've been doing, just seem to be to work. They just take takes more time, but mm-hmm. you yeah. know he we we can communicate with him. He's I don't know the the. I don't know it just slowly things just like kind of fall into place as mm-hmm. they should and oh. and he's two and a half so I don't expect to like him to to ask him to do something or tell him not to do something him to uh, hop tune and salute me and sir yes sir and not yeah. do it I mean he's two and a half mm-hmm. that's the thing I've talked to people that I I've, I find surprising when they talk about their kids manipulating them at like two three and four and like You know, they're talking about when they had to discipline him or something and like, yeah, he just looked at me and and did it anyway. So I'm like, they're, of course they did.
1: Yeah. It is literally a toddler's job to test the boundaries. Yeah. So that they know. But
0: they, people really think that they are either manipulating them or they are purposely trying to get under their skin. Like they think at that age, they're already doing that. And it's like... (laughs)
1: And that is a show of immaturity, a show of not understanding child development. Oh,
0: yeah, they just have no clue. It's just, it's not even like they know that and they just want to hit them anyways. They just don't know and they don't want to hear it.
1: It is also them reacting to their kids the same way that their parents reacted to them. Yeah. It's a subconscious thing. But, yeah, it's not acceptable. If you know better, it's it's not. I mean, it's not even if you but don't know better. To, but trying to
0: get people to think about it a little bit differently, like yeah. to like I try to pose a question to them about, you know, about them manipulating them or like they know, and I'm like, you know, I was like they don't, like they're trying to get your attention, like that is what, like when they do that, like it's a game to them, like they mm-hmm. they don't know they're about to get in like serious trouble, like
1: yeah,
0: that you know they laugh at you because it's.
1: A lot of the time... It's fun. No, well, not that even. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes, sometimes. it's playfulness. But sometimes it's nervousness. Being afraid of how you're going to react, you know, because they need you to be calm and assertive in that situation. if you're getting angry over them not having self-control...
0: Which they don't.
1: Which they don't. There's nothing they can do about it because they're already in a state of, you know, like I said, their lower brain, their brainstem or their limbic system. And if you're in a state, uh, the same state as they're in, that, that is where all the damage is created. Hmm.
0: Yeah, it's so funny. What was that guy at work uh, the other day saying? Oh, parenting from a book or something. He was just, you know, joking about us, about me just re- basically reading up on how to be a parent. And that's where all these, this crap I talk about comes oh, from. Oh wow, really? like, I was like, yeah, maybe somewhat. I mean, I don't read the books. You, you read the, yeah. the books, but yeah. it's like, what's wrong with being wanting to know things yeah. and learning about that. Like, uh, you know, he, his point was that, you know, sometimes your instinct as a parent is better than trying to read up on all this stuff. And maybe, you know, depending on who you are, mm-hmm. um, because we, I think we still mix what feels right versus what you know you've learned. Yeah, but
1: it's all about your personal boundaries too. So that is not going to look the same. Yeah. As somebody else's personal boundaries. It's just
0: such a wall with people.
1: Yeah, it is. It's it's really frustrating to not be able to find people that understand basically what you know the principles and the philosophy of what. We're doing, you know, a lot of people think that it's, we let him do whatever he wants and it's right. f- just far from that. Yeah,
0: that's that's the biggest I get is that we let him do whatever he wants and then there is no discipline. Mm-hmm. Like, like which kind of goes hand in hand, but like, we yeah. let him run wild, but when he does do something bad, um, we don't do anything about it. Yeah. Because we don't spank and...
1: Which is actually neglect.
0: Right. But which we're not like doing that at all.
1: Kind of what my parents did. <laughs> yeah they're judging me for something that they can't see they can't see that that's kind of like they're pointing the finger at me for something that they did and that's kind of like a common thing it's like yeah those people never know coming up
0: they never know what they've done
1: yeah, I know that.
0: And, and that's a hard one to talk to people because it's not really... Like, with, with anything in my childhood, if I want to talk about it with my parents, it's not really something I'm mad at or need to, like, tell them how much they screwed up. Like, mm-hmm. I just want them to not look at what I'm doing and because it's not what they did, think it's wrong, and then I'm...
1: Yeah. Well, you want them to be curious, ask questions. They don't have to agree with it 100%, but to just immediately like jump to conclusions about something they don't understand is kind of like kind of an affirmation for our childhood about how like we've never been able to openly communicate with them and feel understood or feel heard it's just like they immediately make a judgment and they're just like don't want to actually like dig in and like get to know us
0: no and there's it's just
1: it's frustrating
0: that is so far from what yeah it's it's like we're kids
1: what do we know yeah we don't have a voice not inside their world
0: making one right now <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> so you have any ideas what you want to talk about next week
1: hmm. not yet not yet no okay we can think for a minute.
0: Let's just sit here and think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to think on it.
0: I definitely want to cover spanking more in depth One of, on one of them. That's a big one for me. Yeah. Sometimes I really have a hard time yeah. with that.
1: Probably because you were spanked more than
0: Well, just kind I of was. looking at it now and, like, the way people, like, seeing how people talk about it. I hear yeah. I hear other people mention it more often, just such a nonchalant kind of way, and it's it's kind of
1: yeah. Well, they've actually they have recent studies that prove that basically spanking reduces gray matter in the brain, and so your kids who are abused, their brains are smaller. Hmm. They have a lot of disadvantages developmentally, and it's like a .dot .gov with all the studies listed, type like oh, that means
0: it's real. Yeah, uh, can't, can't. yeah,
1: and it's like recent. It's like 2016, like oh, wow. new research. And um, I show that to people who want to argue with me about spanking. They're just like, "Oh, that that doesn't mean anything." I'm like, "Well, how does that not mean anything?" He loves the joke
0: because <laughs> if it's on .gov or something, it's got to be real. It can't be one of those hippie authors. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah which get kind of their information from resources like that. And, you know, that's why there's such a strong, uh, you know, when it comes to parenting and hitting your kids to each his own does not apply. It doesn't. Yeah. It's like saying.
0: Yeah, because they're, yeah, no, definitely. It's like
1: saying, well, some countries starve their people and murder them to each his own.
0: Or abuse. I mean, it's like, it, it no, really, it really it's is, not okay. It really is child abuse.
1: Yeah, it is child abuse. They, but, you know, they don't want to see it that way.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But that's for another episode. Yeah, I
1: think we should maybe talk about that one next because I could really dig into some... I've read a lot about it, and yeah, we could touch on that, yeah. But okay. um, I could end it with my poem. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I wrote a poem basically... Uh, summing up conscious discipline and um parenting anyways the
0: other camera died
1: (laughs) Ah well has to do with uh, what we've been talking about
0: we lost our cameras oh no Okay, well, we got that one back. Okay. Might be it.
1: Okay, I'm also a writer, so I like to write poems. That's my my thing. (laughs) It's actually one of my outlets as a kid when I was having to cope with my emotions that basically I had no one to really talk to about or to understand. I would write poetry because that was my way of releasing it and not holding it inside and getting super depressed and suicidal. So... Here's my poem about Conscious Discipline. It's called, I Once Was Blind by Abuse. Parenting is broad, many modes, models, and detriment. Hidden conditioning escapes our limbic and brainstem systems. We never intended to shout, slap, coerce, and collapse, feeling as though something is at the control centers of our brains. But what does that even mean? Brainstem is survival, fight or flight, saying, am I safe? It is your baby, toddler, all impulse and screaming, mommy, daddy, I need you to rescue me. Limbic is an emotional state, craving connection. It is verbal, sometimes aggressive, hurtful, but if you understand the state, you can be a master of calm and knowledge, giving empathy. Prefrontal cortex is higher thinking, composure, calm, and problem solving. This is where we seek to stay because our children need our assertive solutions. The best design isn't the only choice. It is the difficult choice. It is consciousness having to break an invisible pattern inside hiding. A trigger is your mother, father, caregiver, family member, unleashing their subconscious states because the mind-body distinction is everything. Understand you. Your jigsaw puzzle abuse, scrambled, missing lessons, and mirror neuron connections. Activism is seeing what we were, what we became, and not remaining. We become the living change, leaders rewriting our future in children.
0: Mm. What a lot of scientific terms in there.
1: Yeah, it gets pretty it gets pretty technical and pretty deep the more that you <laughs> dig in there, but this was pretty basic, I guess.
0: I guess that concludes episode two. Yeah. A little bit way more uh, on a certain path than last last week. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was a lot
1: better. Had its little snafus, but mm, (laughs) I'm pretty happy with it, I think. Yeah, me too.
0: All right. Thanks for listening.